Ah, applesauce. Applesauce? I eat applesauce. Am I a child? You might be, or an old person. (laughs) I like it. I like apple juice, and I like applesauce. I used to like apple. I haven't had it in a very long time, but like I used to like it. Only cinnamon. Only if it's got cinnamon. It's got to be cinnamon. What about like the weird-ass fruit-flavored ones? No. Fuck that. That's for children. (laughs) Yeah, this is a great TikTok I found. If Matt Berry ever dies, they should just contact that guy. Yeah. Only if though. Only I don't if. think he will. I love I, him. Yeah. I don't I think he's the one. <laughs> Matt Berry is the, the one treasure. who will the never one, the one human never who's die. gonna not die. Yeah. And she's watching him with those eyes. And she's loving with that body, I just know it. And he's holding her in his arms late late at night. Welcome to another episode of Why Did We Watch This, the podcast where three friends sit down and watch a troubled movie, have a not-so-troubled drink, uh, and then sit down and talk about what we liked about it, what we didn't like, and how we could do it better in our sleep. Yeah. <laughs> in our sleep. Uh, I'm your host for this week, Lee Spin the Rapist Stella Hanty. <laughs> I'm Brendan, Alpha Omolfa Drischler. And I'm Chris, I don't do butts for that and if you could not tell from those nicknames, we have just finished watching uh, 13 Going on 30, which I don't have the Wikipedia page up for, because I oh, forgot. Sure. Because I, I, I searched for 17 again. <laughs> it's from 2004. I was wrong. Not 2003. It was directed uh, by Gary Winnick, starring Jennifer Garner, Mark Ruffalo, Judy Greer, Andy Serkis. And we're kind of splitting kind of after I that mean, point. Yeah, I mean, there, there are other... Like, right. I mean, like, there are other people who matter in the movie, but it's the, your... Getting into diminishing returns. I only have Jennifer Garner's assistant is is also like a character actor at that time yeah. period. I think great movie. A lot of That's people nice. that I've spoken to have a strong attachment to this movie. Um, it's in a zeitgeist. It is. It is. And I, I had have... never seen it up until like a month or so ago. Well, Whereas on the other side of things, I've seen this movie many times. I've seen it a fair amount. Yeah, I've seen it on TV. I've I remember seen it on, like DVD. I remember like looking forward to this movie coming out. So I was around the time I was like, Did you see it in theaters? How old would I don't think so. Two thousand four, 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 you been like Junior, seventeen. Juniors, yeah. Junior yeah. high school. Um, I don't think so. I think I just because like I don't think I would have gone unless I didn't go to movies then as as now unless like. Let's all go to a movie with my friends. Right. Uh-huh. And I don't think my friends would have been to see 13. You don't think you could have sold uh, the prize on that? I don't think so, no. <laughs> I don't think so, too. Um, but yeah, that's what we watched. Uh, and of course, we had to get through it with a nice little drink. So what did we have? We had the Flirty and Thriving. The recipe I had was one can, but we bought a bottle instead of lemon Italian soda and two ounces of raspberry-infused vodka. So basically a shot. It's really straightforward and simple. <laughs> You are just going to pour the lemon Italian soda into a glass with a little bit of ice, and then you are going to pour the raspberry-infused vodka into a shot glass, drop it in the pint glass, let it all mix together, and you will be 30, flirty, and thriving. What could be simpler? What could be simpler? Nothing. Nothing could, Nothing be, simpler. could be simpler. This um, tasted like I thought it was going to taste. It yep. did. It's a very sweet, 
Which, I mean, is fitting because it's like a teen. Yes. It almost had a candy flavor to it, didn't it? It did. Um, yeah, I, I I kind of want to try a little bit of the raspberry vodka on its own. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say, like, I think we should do that. Maybe, before. yeah, before I leave, we'll pour yeah. ourselves a little sip of it. what I was also wondering about? I thought it tasted fine, by the way. I liked it. It was, it was really tasty. It went down very easy. Uh, very kind of candy-ish, which was appropriate for the movie. From um, razzles. What if we had done gin instead of vodka and infused? It would have been, yeah, definitely would have been like, um, like more diverse flavor profile. Yeah. Like it would have been a little, it would have taken some of the sweetness off, I think. Yeah. Now, if you infuse the gin, I think you might still be in a similar place because I think the raspberry. I think you're right. Would yeah. still take away the gin. A lot of the That's true. Yeah. yeah. yeah the but, raspberry flavor was lovely, though. It yeah. was bright. I mean, it was literally the easiest thing to do. I bought a mason jar, I threw an entire container of raspberries in there with some vodka, added a little bit of vanilla extract, and then just shook it up many, many times over the course of a week. And then voila, you had ghost berries. And we had a bunch of fragments of white raspberries. <laughs> and yeah, I would describe it as like what you would get at Applebee's if you wanted a cocktail. Yes. yes. That would be it. But it was nice. It was fine. Yeah, it was good. I, yeah. I could not drink more than one, nope. but I liked it. Yeah. Same. So that, it's a vert of the drink. It was a winner. Yeah. It was a winner. Um, yeah. Summer, it was it sweet and sour summer sour of YAX? It's going. Next, yeah. This, sweet was, sour summer of this was more on the sweet side, as was this movie, to be That's fair. true. It's a very frothy movie. All right. Uh, before we get into it, I think we should figure out what the fuck this movie is about. I can probably read it. Let me find it. What the fuck? <laughs> 13 going on 30. In 1987, geeky Jenna Rink yearns to be popular, but can only persuade the six chicks, the rolling click led by Tom Tom. Is it a breast thing, maybe? I maybe don't it's like know. because she has breasts. Wait, is that what Tom Tom means? I'm just that's I I don't know what Tom Tom means. Is Tom what I've been Tom trying Tom to figure out. I thought, I thought Tom Tom was like it's like the sound of a drum. Right, but why would it be called the sound of like why why are they calling yeah. it the sound of a drum? I, I get that like a Tom Tom is a but drum. It also has no like, relationship to her given name. Well it also has no relationship to the fact that whenever she says like Jennifer Garner calls her that and she's like, No one's calling me that's so I had my nose job. So like does it have to do with her nose? That's right. I forgot Tom Tom is like a GPS company. <laughs> Maybe that's right. Maybe that's because she's very good at driving places. Yeah. They should have called her Bitch Ellen. Uh, to Jenna's be popular, can only persuade the six chicks to attend her 13th birthday party by doing their homework. Jenna's best friend and next door neighbor, Matt Maddie Flamhalf, who is secretly in love with her, gives her a pink dollhouse he made himself and a packet of magic wishing dust he sprinkles on the dollhouse roof. The six chicks arrive with the cutest boys in class and trick Jenna into playing Seven Minutes in Heaven. While Jenna waits blindfolded in a closet, expecting to kiss one of the boys, the six chicks and the boys leave with their completed homework, and Maddie finds Jenna alone. Humiliated, she tearfully wishes to be 30, flirty, and thriving as the wishing dust falls on her. The next morning, Jenna awakens in a luxurious Fifth Apartment Avenue. Her wishes come true. It is now 2004, and Jenna is 30 with no memory of the intervening 17 years. In the apartment, there is a naked guy who Jenna has no memory of. Jenna discovers she works as an editor for her favorite fashion magazine, Poise, with her co-editor and best friend, Lucy Wyman. This does not establish that Lucy... Okay, this is so weird. This is later on. Lucy is revealed to be the adult Tom-Tom having a plastic surgery. Like, it's a twist or something. Okay, we already... But yeah, she it's knows. It's not a reveal. As soon right. as she's there, she identifies herself. I don't know. <laughs> Whoever the fucking wrote this. Anyway. Poise has been scooped so often by rival magazine Sparkle that editor-in-chief Richard believes someone is tipping them off. 
Jenna finds Maddie's address and races to Grinch Village, where the adult Matt, a struggling photographer, is unable to fill her in on her past, as she apparently had become the head of the Six Chicks and stopped speaking to him. Lucy is revealed to be the adult Tom Tom, having had plastic surgery. See, when they say Wait, like that, you expect so it to be like a twist where like she looks wildly different and shows up and right. is like, it's me, Tom Tom. But it's also yeah. like, they're acting like we don't realize this until this conversation right, with, with Ruffalo, where right. he's like, oh, um, you got a nose job or whatever, but it's like, no, you look like a grown-up version of, right. the, of we, Tom Tom. Right. We 100% the- know who she is. Anyway, while delighting in her freedom, Jenna stumbles through her adult life, learning enough to advise the 13-year-old she prefers to spend time with. She saves a doll an awkward poise party by leaving the guests, including Matt, in an impromptu thriller line dance. The following night, he introduces Jenna to his fiancée, Wendy. Her slowly emerging past reveals that the adult Jenna is nothing like the sweet, shy girl she was before. The adult Jenna plagiarizes ideas, refuses to speak to her parents, and has had office sex with a co-worker's husband. The struggling magazine is forced to redesign, and Jenna overhears Lucy planning to cut her out of her redesign presentation. Jenna returns to her childhood home in New Jersey, weeping in the same closet and reuniting with her parents. She apologizes to Matt and hires him for her yearbook-inspired redesign photo shoot. Even though Wendy is eager for Matt to move to Chicago, he and Jenna begin to fall for each other. Jenna's plans to save poise are a rousing success, while Lucy's presentation fails. Lucy lies to Matt, claiming Jenna decided not to use his photos. While looking for Matt to deliver the good news, Jenna finds Wendy, who reveals that their wedding is the next day. <laughs> As you do. What a reveal! Impulsively decide that. Richard informs Jenna that Lucy has become the new editor-in-chief of Sparkle after presenting them with Jenna's material, including Matt's photographs. Jenna confronts Lucy, who scornfully reveals that Jenna was the one conspiring with Sparkle and sabotaging poise. Lucy merely stole the job Jenna was to receive. Jenna rushes to Matt's childhood home, where their wedding will soon be underway. She declares to him that Lucy was lying about the photos, and Matt reveals he already knew, as he never trusted her. She also declares that she is not the bad person she seems to be and begs Matt to give their relationship a chance. Matt realizes that though Jenna is from the past, and although he still cares for her, too much time has passed, but returns to Jenna the dollhouse he made that he has kept for the past 17 years, having rebuilt it, and confesses that he has always loved her. As Jenna sits outside with the dollhouse, she looks inside to see a young Matt and herself. She begins to cry as the wedding begins, but as she cries, remnants of the wishing dust begin to swirl around her. Jenna reawakens to find herself back in 1987 on her 13th birthday. This time, when Matt finds her alone in the closet, she embraces and kisses him and realizes that Lucy was never a true friend. She rips up the homework she did for them. And with the second chance, Jenna lives the intervening 17 years differently, with her and Matt emerging in 2004 as a newly married couple. They share their favorite childhood candy, Razzles! while moving into a pink house identical to the dollhouse. It's like, you know you guys can just leave those at some point, right? You don't you can, have yeah, to keep that. Yeah, you're marrying each other. You're not marrying the Razzles. Right. <laughs> you guys will still were. be together yeah. without the Razzles. Maybe the Razzles was their thruple. What if, they, what if they were like, instead of a wedding cake, we will have Razzles? That would be a monstrosity of a wedding, and I would not want to attend. <laughs> Fair the enough. The bride and groom just cramming Razzles on each other's throats <laughs> in a wedding cake. Oh my it's God. turning into gum! <laughs> shitty, shitty gum! <laughs> they have to, like, spend it's the honeymoon like- with their... Draw wires. So it's they... not even like an M&M candy shell around gum? <laughs> yeah. It's like it's really just, hard gum. It's just the like, first thing yeah. we should definitely dissect is razzles. What, what the fuck is a razzle? Yeah. I can't, I, I, can't, I honestly can't answer. quite, because like I have like it to Bazooka Joe, but looking back, like that's not quite even right, because like it is very hard, but it also yeah. crumbles very easily when you start biting into it. Oh. To like 
expediate the process of converting it to gum, I assume. Yeah. So, like, it's not an enjoyable candy because it has shitty texture and starts to crumble immediately. It's not enjoyable gum because it's, like, shitty gum and it doesn't, like, you know, hold on to its flavor particularly long or anything like that. It's just a really crappy candy. Where, did, where was it razzing you with raspberry flavor? No, I don't think it's, like, exclusively or, like, I think it's, like, Razzles is in, like, it, it's razzing. Are they all red? Because they said Razzle Red, but they looked like they were different colors. I think they are different colors. Huh. My recollection is they're different colors. Maybe okay. she only ate the red ones or something. I don't know. And, like, also, like, it's gum, so, like, you can't swallow it when you're done. <laughs> yeah, what are they doing with the Razzles? That's what I'm saying. Like, I guess you're supposed to spit it out, right? And I, you could swallow gum. Like, there's no reason why you can't. It's disgusting. But, like, yeah, like, I wouldn't. Oh, my God. Anyway, this is our, <laughs> this is our, our Razzle cast. But, <laughs> Razzles aside... Razzles suck. They should, razzle cast! Guys, don't, don't eat Razzles. They're awful. Just real quick, I'm going to go through the, the top cast here. Yeah. Just Jennifer Garner was Jenna Rink, the main character. Mark Ruffalo was Matt Flamhaff. <laughs> Judy Greer was Lucy Tom Tom Wyman. Andy Serkis was Richard, her boss, and everyone else after that, like, we're probably not mentioned by actor. Yeah. Do you know that Brie Larson was one of the six chicks? No. Apparently she was. Congrats. Well, oh, just like baby Brie Larson? Yeah. Big ups to Brie Larson. Her. Yeah. She's been a star since the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Um, Let's right. talk about her performance. <laughs> so to break into this movie, I think we should talk about... Um, these types of movies, there's yeah. like, as we've kind of discovered as we were talking about it before the podcast, like, they're not really all that similar, but there's right. a type. So right. there's like, body altering or time altering. Right. Or like, kind or of both. both. Right, kind of both, yeah. Yeah, but like, past to present or future to past or like, adult to child, these are like, types of movies, that like, big as a classic. Right, like, right, where the kid wakes up yeah. to the young adult body of Tom Yeah, like, on, on paper, before dissecting it, you're like, oh, this is, like, female big. But right. It's, but it's, it's not. not at all because it's, like, <laughs> right. actually her future, and right. she has no idea what a cell phone is, and, like... Well, right. and she has no idea what a cell phone is, and... Or, again, what happened to the Twin Towers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. You really don't know about that. I'm just saying. <laughs> it that I think I'd be perplexed if I woke up one morning and a building was gone. I think it's, like, so, like, we have Big. I, uh, we were also talking about, for a little bit, like, the, the sort of direct reverse of Big, which is 17 again. Yeah, right. which I also didn't realize until today was not a time travel. No. He's, right. Which is bananas. The well, idea that he's 17, like, he has a In, a like, wife, the modern day, right, yeah. wife or something. Right. Well, and I know this might be slightly towing into a different genre, but I think the whole kind of, like teen to adult aspect of it and it being a body swap like I mean Freaky Friday is sort of mm-hmm. like of, yeah. of that ilk a little but none of these are quite the time travel version in which Jennifer Garner's most recent memory is a 30 year old yeah. is back when she was 13 in the 80s yeah so there's also like, like a, I guess really quick like a Freaky Friday thing where it's like you're going into an adult but it's not it's not you it's your mom right right yeah so this is this is really like a new wrinkle this time right level. yeah and it's also a new wrinkle that it's not, she was not conscious for the intervening 17 years. Yes. So right. we'll, we'll get more into that later. But like, yeah, it, it, it's, it's an odd, like, it's, it's kind of weird how like, I, I, when I was thinking about this movie, I was like, there's a lot of movies like this, right? And I'm like, I can't think of any more. I can really think of <laughs> I was trying to think that too. So, yeah. I felt like surely there had to be other movies where it's like, it's one of those things where like the kid wishes, like, I wish I was an adult. And yeah. then they wake up. In the future, and there yeah, are adults. Yeah, either, like, and my I brain can't is, think of any. is, like, failing me, yeah. or, like, there really aren't that many. I mean, like, there like, surely must be, but I really can't think of yeah. what they are. The only thing I think of is the Rugrats episode, where they imagine oh, yeah. adults. <laughs> they don't understand, like, what pushing paper is, and yeah, they just imagine like, that like, they're... Like, push paper around the office building, yeah. <laughs> yeah. With a broom. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. I can't. I don't think that these are that as common as I, I thought they were. Yeah, so it, it is because it does feel like such a, a common trope. Yeah, that surely it there must feels be more familiar. movies. Yeah, yeah. And I, I have to say, one of the things that I that really caught my attention watching it now, I hadn't watched it in a while. I, I definitely see this movie a bunch, but not in a few years at least. Is that because I think this is the only one that deals with a woman going through this sort of like alteration? That like I was instantly bummed out by like this not eighties raised like teenager being like yeah. I just want to look pretty like a girl in a magazine right. I'm like yeah. oh the fucking <laughs> the media has already done a huge number of right. <laughs> to the fact that like she could only like recite a cosmopolitan magazine headline as like that's what I want out of my life that would be right. 30 flirty and driving yeah whereas like for for big or for seventeen again, it's more of like this kind of power fantasy of like, yeah. oh my god, I'm a, I'm a right. Like I want to be big. Like I don't want to be a or, kid. Yeah. yeah, I want to be youthful. Yeah, I want to be youthful again. Yeah. I can do all those. I want to go back yeah. to my peak. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So it's in those cases, it's much more of like, and, and it's but her version of that is like, I want to, I don't know, be popular and right. And like I want to like have a life like a fictitious person in a magazine. It's, yeah, it's frustrating because I I do think there's something to the concept of a 13 year old kind of just seeing this these images and this aesthetic and not necessarily knowing what any of that is tied to anything concrete, but just thinking like I want that. I don't know what it is. But I want to just be this like sexy adult having a great time in the city or whatever. No, it is. I, I agree, and that's like one of like the oldest like tr- tropes, right. right? Where like teenager really wants to grow up and wants right. to grow up too fast. But like, like that's you have no idea point. what it really is, right? It's just that like you, you you know for like maybe your parents are riding you too hard, right. maybe homework is tough. Right. Yeah, like when I'm thirty, I won't have to deal with there's this. There's a lot of reasons you want, right? And here it's literally time. just that like magazine looks nice. Yeah, I guess you could make the case that like it being a women's magazine, her being so young, getting into them, I could see that as like snowing someone younger and kind of warping their values. I guess I could too, but I think the point for me is that it doesn't. The magazine feels like such an afterthought, even in that scene where like she's like looking through her, like after she puts on makeup and stuffs her bra or whatever, and her mom comes in. And she's like, I want to be like like this, the woman in the magazine. And the mom's like, no, like, you know, like, that's bullshit. And that's like kind of all you get up until the point where she starts repeating the mantra, 30, flirty, and thriving right. in the closet. So, like, it feels almost like, like, and I guess this is also something to go into with the concept for job. But, like, if she if, if they showed her as, like, obsessed with, like, magazines or something, right? right? Like, maybe she, right, maybe she loved poise so fucking yeah. much that, like, she like you know while the rest of her friends are reading like teen scream or whatever she's out there being like this is what i want like i want an adult life i want to look beautiful and i would like have this like fancy celebrity idealized existence or mm-hmm. something but like you don't get that instead you just right. get like a little bit of her being like being 30 would be nice yeah but also like to to jump off of that the idea that the idea there is that like if you as an adult were into magazines presumably they had a positive something it was nice about them but it seems like magazines have had no positive effect in her life. They've made her feel self-conscious right. and want things that she can't have. Right. And, like, I just don't see how A leads to B. But I guess that we can kind of maybe talk about this idea that, like, she's lived... She wakes up in a life that she... Where she's made all these choices. She has... It wasn't her. Like, it's right. not her. Right. It was effectively a different and it, person. And it doesn't yeah. sound like it would have been her in any reality. It right. almost It almost treads into a weird, like, quantum leap scenario. It is, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like 13-year-old Jenna just jumps forward right. into and this other body. And now she has to do with, like, the consequences right. of a yeah. different life. It's, like, the only way that it makes sense that you have to deal with someone else's choices yeah. in that body. I'm, I'm really hung up on, like, the idea that she has this incredibly shallow... 
concept of what she wants, right. which is just like I don't know, nice life, cool, yeah. cool apartment, dress, right? Like yeah, look, look pretty. Actually, yeah. Which by the way, sounds great. Yeah. And and that is converted by this like whatever wish dust this, yeah, on magic the house wish powder. as like okay well to get that you would have had to have been a raging bitch right in a right. You would, right you have to cut out all your friends yeah yeah it's so weird because you never get a sense for like why that's necessary and I guess if it's I guess if you're this was probably written by man I'm assuming but. I don't know. Yeah, I'll look it up. Yeah. I don't know either. I, I, wish, could, I could honestly see either way. I could. I, I guess I could too. But I guess I'm, what I'm trying to think of here is like, I feel like there was an assumption on the part of the writer that if you're working at a fashion magazine, you must have been such a like an absolute cunt. But to, to be honest, it. everyone else in the magazine seems perfectly fine. Ex- well, except, except for, for Lucy Greer. Yeah. To be fair, like they, 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 the boss seems fine. Right. The secretary. The assistant nice. just seems like very put upon, yeah. but she's not like a bad person. Right. So like everyone else point. is like totally cool. It's not like this, right. It's not like this is like uh, Devil Wears Prada or something where you go there and everyone's like a fucking psychopath. Which would make more sense if it was. Right. It would. So, but yeah. it just seems like no magazines are yeah. great to work. The at. thing is, like I imagine that yeah, like here's the thing. I, I think probably you know there probably are nice magazine editors out there yeah. who are just fine, upstanding people and, and aren't. Ass and, and like backstabbing and Do you think they're gay though? I mean, maybe. Though they are for a marker. Wait until you see their pictures, then decide. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Not them, just their pictures. Yeah. But then pictures, be like, not of that. Of other yeah. pictures right. they took. Yeah. Pictures they took. These pictures look so good <laughs> that I want to fuck this photographer. Will he go for me? Simon Z. Simon Z. You're also, I have no idea what this person looks like, but would, would he like me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't want to think. One moment of that movie. It is such a great um, moment. But yeah, like, there, so it's, it's <clears throat> whatever the dream dust thinks, like, it's definitely possible to have achieved a yeah, similar status and have been a nice person about it. Yeah. So, like, I don't know where... I think it's just sort of, like, movie thinking. I guess, yeah, like, I just don't know why she has to wake up in a world where she's somehow become a horrible person. Right, and I think also the thing that you kind of brought up, too, is that she's effectively punished for something she hasn't done yet. Yeah. Where it's sort of like the whole time travel paradox, like, would you kill Hitler as a baby or something? Yeah. And it's just sort of like, like, does this woman deserve to have a miserable life for a choice that she might make in the For future. Wish or like she made when she was right, Or some sort of like minority report bullshit. Right, or it's yeah. like, this woman will be a raging bitch in the future. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we better show her that. Um, I don't... I, I don't know that I can really give a lot of like strong proof for this, but I feel like around the same time, uh, this plot line of through whatever contrivance, I don't remember my asshole life up until this point but now I'm trying to deal with those choices. Like, there was that Christina Applegate show, Samantha Who, which was um, exactly that premise, where she was an absolute monster who... Uh, like Bonamitra or something, right? Or something and, like and that. had to, like, make amends. Yes. Yeah. And um, so I feel like maybe they just wanted to do that, and they just didn't think about how it would, like, fit, really. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's part of what they wanted to explore, I guess. But, like, it's... I really don't know what the movie is trying to say. Right. Because right. her wish is so shallow, and then she gets it, but it's like a monkey's paw thing of like, but your life sucks. Right. And it's like, but like it didn't have to. Right. right. And also, and I, I feel like also, everyone mostly seems cool with her, aside from her secretary, yeah. who's clearly even traumatized by her. But like, <laughs> yeah. Andy Circus isn't like walking on, you know, like eggshells around her being like, like, oh God, like this crazy bitch that I have to supervise. Like, yeah. she might fly off the handle any moment. He seems to, like, genuinely like her. Mm-hmm. The other employees seem to be genuinely okay with her, too. It's not like, I don't read this woman as having been, like, some horrible monster to who was... Right, right, yeah. Helps yeah. With she's just, like, in that, too. She's just, like, catty and, and backstabbing and, right. like, 
deceitful. No, she's and she's having like, an affair, and she's one. She's so, also sleeping with other people's husbands. Yeah, and, she's having an affair. She's selling company secrets. Right, uh, trying to angle for a different job at a different magazine. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I, I have a problem. With, I feel like if there was a stronger connection to the things she wanted as thirteen year old being toxic and bad, and her starting to go in that direction, right? Then I would maybe be like, okay, this is her seeing like what's going to happen if she keeps going down this path. Right. Yeah. But it really isn't. It's really like she doesn't. Really, she's not really like ill intentioned in the past. She no. just like wants to be. Like, I it's guess almost like the universe seeks out to. It's almost like um. Uh, you know how, uh, oh my god, who's that science person who never shuts up on Twitter? You'll have to be more specific. No. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Tyson. Neil deGrasse Tyson. It's like Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson, like, heard the wish and was like, I'm gonna show you how that's dumb 13-year-old. <laughs> yeah, it kind of, it, it does feel like, again, she's being punished for something. That right. She doesn't and I also, it also it's feels like, like the decisions that she has made thus far in this movie do not line up for her becoming this person exactly. Because, no. like, you do have some things where, like, She's kind of mean and dismissive to Maddie, which, like, I'll grant you that. Like, I don't think she's super mean and dismissive, but she does... To me, my vibe from watching that was that it feels like she is kind of, like, done with their friendship almost. She reads as almost that, like, she is making a conscious choice to kind of, like, start to face him out of her life. See, I don't... That's... Yeah, I never thought that she was doing that, but I do think that she's relying on their long-term friendship to, like, be enabled to be, like, an asshole in front of the six chicks to impress the six chicks. Yeah, exactly right. Like, she knows that because... He is her friend. She can be mean to him. And he'll, like, take it because they're actually friends, but it won't impress the bitchy girls. But the other thing is, like, what she's doing for the six chicks is she is doing their homework assignments, which then will somehow translate into her becoming their leader. Like, she will do these assignments so well that she will somehow usurp baby Judy Greer's position. Well, the only reason she's doing them in the past is that... Is that she wants to, like, get in their good graces. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Is like, so she's becoming so subservient that she somehow will rise to power with them. I don't understand. The movie movie tells us that at some point in the past she became a leader. Right, but, like, I I don't get that. Like, I just... I, I could feel like I could see it if it was, like... Her kind of seeing them from a distance, being like, oh, they're so cool. I bet if I had my chance to, like, get to know them, I could be fitting with them. But instead, it's her being like, maybe they'll like me if I do things for them. Yeah. Which is not usually how you get to be, like, the leader of a group. It's how maybe you get to be, like, brought in I and taken advantage I think what you said of. is interesting, because I don't think the movie does this, but I think it would have been a, a, a valuable path for her to become the leader if, like, clearly she's doing all their homework, so she's learning and they're not. Uh-huh. And so, like, <laughs> that's why, like, in the present, Tom Tom is, like, bad at her job. Right. She I didn't have to do anything. Yeah. So, like, eventually, when grades become more important and, like, knowing things and being smart become important, then, like, she's able they to, like... They start to, like, draw, like, draw... Yeah, like, her, okay, like, actually, we, we need you to make decisions yes. for us now. Where, where I feel <laughs> this all ends up going is it really feels like something is missing that we never get to see who this person was, really. Because yeah. we, we don't really... We, don't, we, we never get and to see, like, a, like again, like we saw all, before the recording, we were talking about, like, it would be nice to see, like, a, a video of her... Yeah. Being be- awful. Like, as yeah. a 30-year-old, like, yelling at everyone and all these videos right just like you know we didn't have cell phone video cameras really obviously but like something because like she immediately shows up and it's fucking Jennifer Garner America's sweetheart and she's just like this lovable kid and you're just immediately like she's so sweet who would ever like hate this woman that's a big problem because the movie wants you to go into this being like everyone hates this woman well and I also feel okay well it's I think it's Obviously, it's like a long shadow is cast over this movie, but we have no idea who it is, really. So it ends up feeling more like something is missing or like a void. Like it doesn't feel like an, it doesn't feel like one of those interesting non presences where they like felt in their absence. It's just like instead, it just sort of feels like it was a void that they just threw 
amorphous bits of bad behavior into. Yeah. And I really just wish we could have seen this person because I also think my second kind of part of this is I think Jennifer Garner could have been really funny playing this evil ass. Yeah, 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 I agree. I think she could have perfectly done it. And I think that would have been really fun to see. And then I think if you get that scene, then it clicks a little more. Then you're like, oh, okay, it's been demonstrated for me. I'm not getting so hung up on the sweet looks and the the kid act. I also now have something to compare it to. And now now the way that everyone receives her is in context. Yeah, I think it's also probably pretty, like, almost traumatizing if you, a 13-year-old, see, like, footage of you as a 30-year-old, like, being a complete asshole to everyone, you know? Like, yeah. that's something that would probably shock you into reevaluating if you had actually made these mistakes in your life, reevaluating these mistakes in the first place. Absolutely. Yeah. Does anyone have anything to say about the concept? Because I want to jump into the, just the specifics of this Yeah, magazine. no, let's, yes. let's, let's talk about it. Yeah, so this magazine... Poise. poise. My question is, because I, I do really wasn't even paying attention. Yeah. In the past, is she reading Poise? Or yes. is it just... Poise okay. is magazine. Is it a real a magazine? No. No. Neither is Sparkle. Okay. No. So these are... Presumably it's cosmopolitan. Uh, yeah. I, I feel Marie like it's... Claire, right, it's yeah. Cosmo. It's, it's a yes. little more like celebrity. Right. Yeah. Because you see the one cover where it's like J-Lo talks yeah, about it's all It does seem to be very celebrity driven, but it's definitely not like... It's not a prestige publication. Right. Not like Vanity Fair or something. Or Vanity like Fair. Yeah. yeah. Like it's a little trashier. Yeah. Um, anyway. But yeah. yeah I, it's, nor is it Us Weekly. Like it's not a gossip rap. Right. It's a little... It's between the two. Yeah. yeah. Six of one, half dozen. I, like, I recognize the type. The aesthetic yeah. is very recognizable. Right. I can't think off but the top of my head of like what to compare to, but it's definitely... So is Vogue a good example? No. Vogue is I think Vogue's a little fancy. Vogue is too up there. Yeah. I would say it's Marie Claire... I, yeah. I guess I don't know enough about Cosmo. Cosmo I think Cosmo. Cosmo is Cosmo's probably the probably. closest. Yeah. In style is. Yeah. Um, in fact, uh, uh, Poise's Poise's aesthetic looks like in style. Right. So who's the audience? Is it like suburban? Women. suburban yeah. Women. Yeah. Yeah. It, like younger. younger. Like yeah. you can. You can. Not middle aged. Right. No. You can be married. You can have kids, but they're probably okay. younger kids. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and there will always be like. 500 blowjob tips. Yeah. Right. I mean, they'll be a little... I don't think they'll be quite that racy. It's right. like it's like a little more like yeah. how to please Well, they talked about right. like what... Like D6 ways to have an orgasm was one of the... Right, yeah. It's something about like, he loves you, but he loves your butt. There used yeah. to be this really fun... I think we actually might have talked about it for What's Your Number, another magazine-heavy movie. Yeah. Women love to um, write magazines. But I remember there was... Uh, there was this running... Uh, or like it was like a column on like some online thing that I don't think exists anymore, but it was called uh, Horrible Tips for a Miserable Sex Life. And it was just an aggregator of these like, some of the, these like tips and whatnot. It would be like, try including like a vacuum in your love mate. It's like really <laughs> weird stuff that people would really say. So like, yeah. you know, not too far from the mark, 56 ways to have an orgasm. Yeah. Okay. So th- these are the magazines that we're dealing with. I... I guess I don't really understand what these people do for a living. I don't think it's what Jennifer Garner does for the most part. Like, I don't. What is her role? An editor. She's an editor. So I guess she's supposed to be coming. She's literally reading magazine editing for dummies. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, it was like making a magazine. Yeah, Yeah. trying to, like, yeah, understand what her job is. What she does here, yeah. It kind of seems like she and Judy Greer were like. I don't, just like general creatives at the magazine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. she gets away pretty scot free in this movie. Now I haven't seen Big in a long time, but like, how much work does he have to do in Big? I don't. The only thing I remember in Big is like the boardroom scene that endears him to Robert Loggia in the first place. Yeah, or like he, they're pitching a transformer that's basically like a building to robot, and Tom Hanks is like, kids don't like buildings, like they want like a, a tank or a yeah. plane or something, and Robert Loggia is like, genius, <laughs> have him do work for us. 
Uh, so so I, I I don't remember honestly off the top of my head. Is that either. more of like a how to succeed in business thing where he's just like, like fails really, to the top, kind of fails to the top, and like doesn't have to really do any actual kind work. Of. I feel I mean I feel like there's not really because this one has like the added angle of like the corporate espionage going on. Yeah. Whereas big, I don't remember. I mean, for all I know, big could there could be a subplot big about how like the company's doing poorly or something like yeah. that. But big is like I think less focused on the logistics of like how he does this job and more just like. He brings such a youthful enthusiasm right. to this and he, job. Yeah, he brings such great ideas. Yes. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I guess, like, it's just a weird... Like, I don't understand what how she's getting away with this for so long. It seems like she's there for... Well, I mean, that's while. what I'm saying, too. Like, it does feel so sort of like anyone could do her job. <laughs> yeah. Because the secretary will just go up to you and be like, do you want A or do you want B? And she'll be like, B. B. And the yeah. secretary will be like, wonderful. We'll make this happen for you. So it, you just have to call a photographer and tell them to meet you at the park, but you don't yeah. need to tell them that they're being hired for a major campaign. I guess <laughs> to be fair, that is what a 13-year-old might do. Oh, True. yeah. <laughs> also, depending on how long she's been there, I, it, I, I'm i amazed that it never comes up that, like, there no stories are scooped while she's there. Before right. she was there, or, like, after she, because here's the thing, after she was Oh, up, I see what you there mean. There would not be any more scoops. Right, because right. she would not be contacted. Yes. Yeah. I she see. would not be right. That's true. So I feel like if you, yeah, that's true. So like someone surely in the company is thinking, who was working here when this started, and then yeah. realize like all of a sudden this one person had a major personality change three weeks ago. <laughs> three weeks ago they stopped scooping us. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> like how how many how how do these magazines get released? Like weekly, monthly? Like what I, assume, I assume monthly was my thought. Monthly, monthly yeah. okay. So do we not? Are we not there for long enough for another issue to come out? Probably not. Perhaps. If we assume that we started with the J-Lo magazine. Yeah. And I think... Doesn't doesn't Mark Ruffalo kind of say that uh, what I've been thinking over these past few weeks... So it, I'd say it's like three weeks to a month yeah. is what we yeah. saw. So it goes straight from like the J-Lo one comes out and it's instantly that's the last straw. The next magazine right. has to be a completely different magazine. Right. We have to... Oh. Yeah, so the what concept the of redesign. Is yeah. that a real concept? In I mean, okay, no like, I feel like surely, like, surely it must be, right? Like, I'm sure there are plenty of magazines that sort of, like, have to pivot to something new if they're being yeah. lost in the competition. Like, that's but fine. I don't think, I don't think that it would be like, I don't think you'd hey talk about redesign. I think you'd just your, be like, if you're a subscriber, it wouldn't be like, why am I getting... Right, no, exactly. Like, I was, I, I paid for your subscription to Poise, and all of a sudden yeah. you make suicide fashion. You would, you would have a letter or something, or an, an article about, Right, like, being like, we're changing yes, our... Yes, we're yeah. changing directions. Right. So I don't... Maybe that's what they're doing in the movie. We don't, we don't see it behind the, the, the nitty-gritty of yeah. it, but it is nuts to be No, I mean, like, my point is also is that they're basically just, like, fishing for concepts for a, a total pivot Yeah, I mean, you're, you're going to lose There's anyone like, that wanted you in the first place. Right, and you also have to think, like, a lot of these people are working in this magazine because they have, like, skills or interests that align with that sort of magazine, you know? Yeah. It's not like, you know, so, gee, okay, I was I, working at Highlights, but then I decided to, like, move <laughs> on to Poise or something it was like that. It's like, to be like, yeah. In the middle of Devorah's Prada, they just, like, take a hard left yeah, into being Highlights. Right, yeah. and it's just like, but, like, you have to think, also, like, some of these people are probably going to leave this company. Right. Because, right. like, you've been pivoting to this sort of weird Abercrombie and Fitch youth catalog. <laughs> well, but I guess, like, they're not that, they're not, like, that crazy. They're still fashion, right? And I right. Guess the, so is the idea they're still... Still trying to target the same audience, aka like super that's well. I mean, that's that's truly the thing that we can't yeah. tell with this, right? That like <laughs> we don't know who this new version of Poise is going to be pitched to because all we really get is the one pitch meeting where she's like, "What if we did it like a yearbook? What if we focused on like real people, like you know, people that you know in your real life and like fun and happiness and positive emotions?" But then it's like, okay, but like. What happens next? So, like, yeah. before Andy Circus mentioned that Housewives were their audience. But then, both... Okay, so first of all, it's nuts to me. I mean, I know this isn't real and whatever, but 
it's so nuts that they were just like, I'm only going to have two people come up with ideas and pitch them. One idea each. Right. Well, I mean, we're not spreading this around, and we're also idea. And we're also he thought we're also certainly not focus grouping this. We're not going to ask anyone. Right. That's the insane part to me is that they're just like it's. It's not even that. Like I could see it being that like management is going to do like over the next couple of months. Management's going to start launching some focus groups. But if anyone has any ideas, feel free to bring them to me. Anyway, it literally just seems that he's like management wants us to change the direction of this magazine, and so everyone has to come up with a new form of this. But it's not. He's he just says the two of you. The two of you. He assumes that they're going to have one idea. Well, which is nuts. That I'm just like it's insane. You need to obviously have at least like ten ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But. Both of the ideas that come out of it, because inevitably Judy Greer, uh, like, her her backstabbing hand gets very itchy. Yeah. Um, so she goes off to do her own thing, but both of these separate pitches are pitching to, to my eye, a much more youthful crowd yes. than the housewife. Yeah, I agree. Because Judy Greer's thing, it, it's, it's... It looks like it's hot like, topic. It's like teen or young adult, but it's like, it's very hot topic, it's very heroin chic, it's very... I think it's just heroin I don't think it's, it's very suicide girl, remember that? Yeah, but um, I think it is heroin chic. It is like, yeah, like, it's, it's not for goth people. I think it's for, like, People who are like the really avant-garde, like fashiony, yeah, yeah fashiony, yeah. like ultra chic, but like with like yeah, again that sort of like femme fatality, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, again, like you have to imagine, like you're you're a mom in Long Island who loves reading Poison. One month you get yeah. it, it's called Suicide Fashion, and you're just like, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? No, I don't understand it. Yeah. And, but like again, I, I don't, yeah, I don't understand. Would you prefer a class of 2002? Or I would, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand how it's, this solves the problem of being scooped. Like, right. what if if you're success? Presumably, if you're getting scooped, right? It's because you're doing something right. You're doing something right. right. And so if you do, if you change, if you do another thing and right, you're still doing something right, right. Will they not just scoop you yeah. continually anyway? Right. So you've got to. It just seems like you've got to right. hire an investigator. Right. I was going to say, if anything, it should just be more like, who is our mole here? Yeah. Not we have to reshape our magazine. That is weird. They don't care more about that. Yeah, they just sort of seem to be like resigned to the fact that they're going to continue to lose scoops. We're building. We're, no, we're, oh, that was going to be my fucking nickname. What? I just remembered it. It was going to be where they, they. She says there's a line that they talk about, like, what are we doing about all the scooping? And she's Jenna, uh, not Jenna. Um, Judy Greer. Judy Greer says this insane line that's like. We're we're installing passwords. We're building firewalls. <laughs> That's like the, it's something like that. that was the name of my nickname. Oh my I god! Oh, I, I mean, in two thousand four, that's all you had to do, right? Yeah. We're installing passwords. <laughs> we're building. Firewalls. Did you put passwords on the computers? Great. What about firewalls? Guys. What about Hashtag firewalls? build a firewall. <laughs> <laughs> you should definitely try to get that started on social media. Um, yeah. It's it's that's it. So yeah, I also just wanted like, can we zoom in for just the briefest of moments on? It's not just that they're being scooped. It's that seven months in a row they go to the exact same celebrity cover model. Right. And it's not like they then extract what appears to be a different story. The example we get is J-Lo gave poise like, like, ten, ten, ten secrets. Ten secrets. <laughs> yeah. Sparkle got eleven. Right. Like, again, <laughs> we love the idea that like, that like someone in Sparkle is calling J-Lo up and being like, J-Lo, we got a pitch for you. We want secrets for your magazine and cover. She's like, she's, and she's like, um, I just did that. Like, I don't think I'm interested. She's about time like, no, 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 wait. 
we want 11. And she's like, great. Sign me up. Yeah. Yeah. Sign 11, up. 11 new ones, presumably. Yep. I also just love, it's so stupid to me that Lanji Circus is like, well, which magazine do you think they're going to buy? The one that has 10 secrets or the one that has 11? <laughs> and you're just like, I just love imagining someone just being like, well, you know, 11 is a better pick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's do the math real quick. Yeah. 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 Four ninety nine. dollars some JLo secrets. And I just need to eat <laughs> What <laughs> if the eleventh one is really the one that does it? Yeah, but the, again, the idea here is to to scoop properly. You can, because people sign releases and, and contracts with right. like you. You can't just like steal an, a JLo interview for right. boys because it's not all, you, JLo could sue you. Right. And it's right. also like presumably she's going to cover different things too. Yeah. Right? It's not like she's literally going to they're going to be like okay, here are five questions. She's going to be like these are the five questions I was asked by the other magazine. Right. Yeah. Like, you feel like at some point some celebrity is going to, like, call their manager and be like, hey, it's super weird. I just got to ask the same series of questions from another magazine. Like, do you want to look into that yeah, or also, something? Yeah. Also, I know six other women who right. had action back interviews with yeah. boys and it's sparkle. Well, they just get, it's a revolving door from one to the other. And so, like, to, the idea the idea that for this to work, they have to get all the same people. All these people are agreeing to do these things twice. Right. And no one is ever, like... Do you think they ever had, like, a lunch, like, J-Lo and, like, Madonna never had a lunch? I'm like, do you think it's weird that <laughs> we both did back-to-back interviews right. with One with ten secrets, one with eleven yeah, secrets? Yeah, about, like, the same shit, basically. <laughs> You'd also feel like that we're getting into some real nitty-gritty inside baseball, but I just, don't you feel like someone on the team would have been like, I don't, like, why? Like, aren't you just gonna, like, dilute? You already gave ten secrets. Right, yeah, you need like, to do a totally yeah, yeah. different thing. Right. Yeah. It's and again, just the idea that, like, <laughs> it's the same celebrity every month. You know, like, that's just nuts right. to me. Like, why, why does it even matter at that point? <laughs> and, like, I don't know. It's also just funny. Like, that's, that's, it's one of the points in that movie where you know you're in an unreality. Because you're just like, that's not how scooping works. That's not, that wouldn't, if that is how it would yeah. work, it I guess wouldn't be an effective strategy. Right. Okay. A poison would be beating them to it every time. To give the benefit of the doubt, probably not all of these scoops are celebrity interviews. Like, right, it of could course. be like the the, blow, the the 56 orgasm ways. Right. But like that also right. feels like such like a frivolous thing to scoop. That it it shouldn't matter. You know? Yeah. I could see if it were like again something where it was like I, said, I don't know what people read about these fucking I don't, I don't even know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> presumably <laughs> some artistry has to go into the Right. Well, I'm saying like what if it's something like this is JLo's first interview after having a baby or whatever. Right. So like it's a big deal. And then it's just like the other magazine also has an interview with Chalo after having a baby. Like, that would be one thing. But it feels like that's not really what these magazines are always about. Like, you do those every now and then. Sometimes it's literally just, like, Natalie Portman talks about her new movie. And it's just, like... Or her vegan lifestyle. Yeah. Or, like, like, yeah, okay, so she will. Who cares? Like, I could get that from anywhere. You're right. It's not as if the information you're getting is, like... Classified. Or or of high value. Right. It's like like, like the fucking, like, Washington Post scooping the Times or something and the fucking movie The Post or whatever. (laughs) Like, it's just their celebrity. And I get it. Like, you have to raise stakes. It's fine. I think you could literally just have it be, like, our numbers are down. Right. We need to to rethink what our magazine is going to be because people just aren't interested in what we're doing right now. So, like, let's find something new. And, like, that would be perfectly fine. The idea that they're throwing in this whole, like, corporate espionage thing where Jenna's, like, stabbing everyone in the back to move on <laughs> to be an editor in another magazine. It's just, like, I get it. She's an awful person, and I'm sure that's why it's in there. 
but it doesn't really make sense. And I know that it's a frivolous, dumb movie, but like, I know, I get uh, yeah, weirdly hung can, up on it. You can make sense and also, be yeah, exactly, that. right? Yeah. Hey, I got um, weirdly hung up on her work situation. Don't worry. <laughs> I, mean, I think we're all, as we've demonstrated the past fifteen minutes, we've all gotten a little hung up on some really dumb <laughs> shit. Right. There's, there's a lot more to get hung up on in her work situation than perhaps I have initially <laughs> mean. Yeah. Um, before we get into performances, I wanted to touch on our our, our sort of new topic of like. Because we have been just dunking things on that work. the things that the problems. Yeah. So let's talk about the things we liked about this movie. Yeah. Okay, um, we all want to talk about the thriller party scene, right? Oh, uh, great! Yeah, oh, it's wonderful. Great. Yeah, it's, it's very, very cute, very charming. Yeah, uh, they're both they're both fun dancers. Yeah. Um, it's a fun showcase uh, for Jennifer Garner to and for Andy Circus. Yeah, and for so, Andy Circus. But one thing about that scene is like, so it's 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 her first like like Adult enthusiastic outing as yeah. like her 30 year old self and she's like all excited she, she dresses up in this like really old school dress yeah. truly Claire's all yeah all Claire's <laughs> maybe there's some icing in there how looks like Claire's yes yeah. <laughs> fit check Miss Gardner's dress by all Claire's, Claire's. <laughs> some Delia's in there yeah <laughs> some Delia's um yeah, so... Because it is just, like, a baby doll dress in, like, incredibly like, bright, almost yeah. like a butterfly like, almost, I was like It's almost like, yeah. a, like a stylized paisley or well, something. Well, like, yeah. is a butterfly. It's yeah. like a yeah. shitty Claire's butterfly. It's right. not even, like, any kind of jewelry. It's, like, plastic. A, fucking, yeah, a huge fucking butterfly <laughs> yeah. on her neck. Yeah. Um, but she, so she shows up, and she's clearly, like, trying to blend in, and she doesn't know how to do it yet. Now, this is maybe a misreference for me, but it also plays so weirdly in the movie that I was like, what is this? What is the book? But she says, everybody wearing Chung tonight? Is that a nice thing? It's from the 80s. It's a, it's a band. There's a band. Okay. There, yeah, there was a band called Wang Chung. That invited okay. people to Wang Chung tonight like, in the song theirs. Like, the, like, the, they, 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 she's with Andy Serkis and, uh... Judy Greer. Judy Greer, yeah. What's Judy Greer's name that's not... Lucy. Tom Tom? Lucy. Yeah. Um, so she's with, like, Richard and Lucy, and they're, they're sort of, like, playing along. They're like, oh, yeah, you're, like, great. You have a nice look. Both have nice looks. Just everybody on Chung's line, they both, like, stare quite blankly at her. Like, she said something, like, really insane. <laughs> but I'm like, that's the moment that you're like, okay, Like, ooh, what? she's gone too far now. <laughs> I was fine with the dress. The dress yeah. was great. Feeling it. Wang Chung? I don't know, yeah. doll. I do love, though, she sidles up to, when, uh, I think a little bit before that, when she first goes up to Judy Greer, mm-hmm. and uh, the waiter comes by for the drink order, and she goes... Um, I'll have a pina colada, uh, not virgin. Not virgin. Yeah. And yeah. I just love the look that Judy Greer gives her, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> the one thing that I find aggressively strange in that scene is when she gets to the party for the first time, there's a waiter going by with shrimp. She takes a shrimp, bites the top of it off, and just throws the tail behind her. Oh, I didn't like, know in what that. universe was that ever an acceptable no. thing to do? No. That's just the actions of an insane a child. <laughs> like, even a child, a 13 year old, should know, like, should know. don't throw garbage on the floor. Um, anyway. But anyway, yeah, that, that whole scene is delightful, or the whole sequence is delightful. We get to meet uh, Trish Sackett. The, not the, Bernadette Peters. Yeah, not, not Bernadette Peters. Not Bernadette Peters. I didn't think about it until you said that, but then I was like, wow. She, she is aggressively not Bernadette Peters. <laughs> yeah. She's aggressively not. Uh, she's very much the, the down market yeah. version. Well, and she... It seemed like she was only hired for that look, because otherwise she was flat as shit. Yeah, it's also weird that, like, 
Why does she even show up at all? She has one scene. Like, you don't need her to physically yeah. be there. At all. There, there isn't even, like, a winky moment between her and... No. Right, or, like, you expect her to show up again at the end in some meaningful yeah. way. And, like, or, she she was or at the party, like you were saying, like, pull her aside and be yeah, like, and be like, oh, hey, thanks. Yeah. When we were, like, being all bitchy together. Yeah, wink, wink. <laughs> yeah. Nope, none of that. No hey, remember <laughs> last week when we were stone cold bitches? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that great? Let's continue to do that. Do you know what? That's a conversation I aspire to have. <laughs> <laughs> Remember being a stone cold bitch? Yeah. Great work. I also just want to say I love Jenna's slumber party with all of the girls in the building. Love oh, yeah. that. I like that whole arc where she has like she she talks to the girl in the elevator. Love it. Yeah. She's like, you've never talked to her before, but she's like, oh, it's fine. Like I've got like so many bags. You should just come up and have one of my bags. And she's just like so excited to like yeah. have someone on her level to talk to. And yeah, it's like I good luck and good luck in your algebra test. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah. Work. Yeah. fractions. <laughs> That's <laughs> what it was. <laughs> yeah. I liked that. Um. I mean, everything with Mark Ruffalo in this movie works. Great. Yeah. He's great. He's high. Now, the, the things that don't work about Mark Ruffalo in this movie, I talked about this, uh, I think somebody was out of the room before we were recording, is that, so I forget who heard this and who did it, but it really does not, it's really lame at the end when he's, oh yeah, you were out when the end you of the movie. You were. All right. Um, the way that it plays out at the end, we're like, so they give him a fiance for there's no reason that he needs to have a fiance. Him being available or not. Doesn't not make the an point. impact, right. yeah. <laughs> right. Because the whole point is that she's supposed to realize in the future that she likes this guy, and she has to go back. Right, in time. and she's made bad decisions yeah. that she cannot undo. There's, the there's, there's and no this happy, as you said, doesn't matter. There's no happy ending where she stays in the present because she's right. missed half of her life. Right, because like that, you, that would be emotionally damaging for yeah. you as an adult. You, can't you do don't it. have any of the development that you went through, and like you don't remember it. So like, why would you want to stay here right. forever? So you wanted the goal was always to go back. So it really doesn't matter. You don't have to further the obstacles by giving him a fiance. Right. I it's perfectly fine if they he's do. just like he doesn't want to be with her like yeah. the entire like, she was like such a pain in the ass to yeah, him for so many years that he's just like I, I I can't see myself being with you yeah but the way that it plays out is neither like I have a fiance and I love my fiance and I'm gonna marry my fiance right. nor is it I don't have anything else going on but I, I can't really trust the transformation you've been going through right now like I don't I mean, I'm not sure if it's gonna last whatever it is I have a fiance. I've decided that I'm settling and I don't really love her. Yeah. But I'm going to go through with it anyway. Also, she lives in Chicago. Yeah, also, she lives in Chicago and it's definitely not going to work out. Right. And, like, she wants me to move to Chicago, but I don't really want to move to Chicago. Yeah. The, so, the way that plays out where they have this, like, weird conversation at the end where he's like, well, I guess I'm still going to do this decision that I know is bad. Right. Because I agreed to do because it. Because I agreed to do it and it's it's too late. Quote, yeah. Quote. I don't know what that... I don't know why. I, I don't know either. But it feels it's, like uh, that's the sort of decision that when it's too late to do, you're going to regret it later on. Yeah. So the end doesn't really work for me at that on that level. Right. Because she could easily be like wanting to go back for any number of reasons. Like the fact that her job is probably over because right. she's probably been ratted out by Lucy. Right. Lucy also stole her other opportunity for a right. job. So yeah. Jumped over to Sparkle no, with no all of her year. Right. I mean, yes. she has she has no like no friends, no, no friends. love interest, no job. Yeah. It's so, just sort of like like what is your life now? Yeah. So, she, like, she definitely wouldn't go back. Like, yeah. Fantasy's over. Right. She doesn't need this like weird rejection from Mark Ruffalo that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it is it is truly a wild thing to say. Yeah. I do not love her. I'm going to go through. I'm going to keep wedding. going. This. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I promised I would. I promised I would. Um, so that doesn't work. But everything else about that relationship works really well. Like, their oh, reconnecting fabulous. works. Like, I love how, like, reluctantly he keeps, like, getting back, dragged back into it, where he's like, all right, I'm gonna leave you here. And then he's like, she's like, I think that you, like, see, he drops the line about, like, yeah, I think your, your crud's in something out at St. Bart's. And she's like, who is St. Bart? And he's like, 
Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of like keeps stewarding her through. I like that they hit their whole like kind of like sweet and grumpy dynamic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They have very good it. chemistry together. Um, so like, I mean, we'll get into yeah. The I mean, every yeah, everyone I think in this movie is pretty good actually. Yeah. Yeah. We can we can transition. Yeah. Well, the one thing I want to say real quick, the one scene that I like a lot that really. Uh, works for me is the scene where she takes the train home to New Jersey. Oh, Actually, yeah. yeah. I really like that. The Something about, I don't know what to, what to, what to call this, but when, the moment where like she hugs her parents and it's yeah. like this moment of comfort. It feels like, really yeah, wonderful. Exactly the kind of bait that always gets me really yeah. emotional. No, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the one where like, I watched, I was watching this on TV having not seen all of it, just saw part of it. Yeah. And, like I watched that one and I was like, oh, is this actually like a good movie? Like, <laughs> is this like something that I would do? Because like, yeah, like the Everything about it. So first of all, it's got a Billy Joel song. I love Billy Joel. This yeah. is canonical. It's got. I love the scene of just like her on the train, and she sees like these three girls, like teenage girls, like talking in front of her. She has this like look as to like like what like what I used to be, like like yeah, yeah. what I'm not anymore. And you see her. She goes home. Like her house is different. Her bedroom has been changed into like you know. There's a treadmill in there and a computer and a desk in there instead. Yeah. And she just like basically goes into the basement, like locks herself in the closet, and just like banged her head on the wall. And I was just like, holy shit! Like I feel this. Like I, right. this is like. A moments yeah. that I feel like most adults have felt at some point where like you just start you to just think want something comforting. Right. It's just sort of like like God, I wish I wish to God I was a teenager again and then at this yeah. point. Both of your parents hugging you. Right, just like show up and be like, honey, like what's and wrong? this really low point yeah. to like yeah, I think for me it's more like that hit. the idea that you like it's it's rare that you it's not not everyone gets this and it's rare that you can get this. But the idea that you can like even if you've been a bitch that hasn't talked to your parents, <laughs> that you can like find some familiar home comfort to like escape to is like a nice, yeah. is like a really cathartic, heartwarming thing. No, that is, I think, unquestionably my favorite sequence in the movie. Yeah, so that worked out. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about performances. Yeah. yeah. Jennifer Garner's great. She's great. She's fantastic. She's very, yeah. very good. Very it's, believable as a 13 year old. It's a fastball yeah. down the middle for her, truly. Yeah. Yeah. The innocence that comes through in that role is really amazing. Um, also, the thir- just a quick shout out to the 13 year old or the. What, they heard yeah, the, the young Jennifer yeah. Garner. Young who Jennifer looks Garner. Amazingly like. And yeah. young Jimmy yeah. Greer. Both, both perfect. Both right. yeah. Excellent casting. Yeah. yeah. Looks so much like young versions of them. Yeah. So kudos to the um, casting. Yeah, but no, Jennifer Garner is like beaming sunshine out of her face throughout this entire movie. Yeah, it does yeah. great. She commits really well great. to the physical comedy, even though sometimes, like the bits with her like freaking out over her boyfriend trying to like take his pants off or whatever. Yeah, I like I could have done without that, but like. Uh, no, I couldn't. <laughs> I always need a scene where that a person disrobes and you can see the outline of his dick through his, his underwear. Yep. Um, I will take it. Thank you. But I just, I loved her performance. I thought it was really fun and warm and sweet and really emotional. Um, I thought she had, like, great chemistry with everyone. Yeah, really just just great. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, same for, I mean, Ruffalo. Also oh, I was going to say Ruffalo. Oh, Ruffalo. Yeah. oh, yeah, we can go to Ruffalo now. Yeah. Too. Yeah, he's, first of all, he's so fucking hot in this movie. He's it's, very attractive. It's crazy. He looks terrific. He doesn't uh, even take the shirt off and he's hot. No, he doesn't. Yeah, again, very great chemistry with Jen. Very believable as this type of character. Mm-hmm. I, I have, like, nothing bad to say about him. Less of a resemblance between him and his younger yeah, self. Yeah, it feels like, it, like again, they were yeah. trying to do, like, a glow-up thing where it's dorky, pudgy, right. awkward kid, and now he's going to grow up and be fucking hot. Yeah, but rather like, than looking for, like, young Mark Ruffalo, they were like, give me a dork. Right, yeah, exactly. Give me a dweeb. Yeah. And then dweebs everywhere were like, I could grow up to be... Like Ruff, 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 no, yeah. no, honey, no, you can't. <laughs> Doesn't work that way. The thing I guess that I do find weird about that too is I guess do you want the glow up in your movie because you want her to realize that she's in love with him when he's a hunk? I mean, that's it's awkward. That's that part that, of the that, problem, right? Yeah. I think that it's 
the chemistry wins over here, but I think we needed we would have needed to see more of like a connection between the qualities of these mm-hmm. characters. Like, uh-huh. I don't think we even see him take. I guess he did take a picture once. He took like one Polaroid as a kid. Right, right. But we don't we don't see like a connection between like he's always been this guy. Right. Like he's the same guy that he, that you knew. But that it should focus more on like his personality and what he's right. Because like. he's like willing to help her out even though he's not spoken to her in like ten years. Yeah. I mean, I think for, because it's just like, like, my point is that it's not great to me that it feels like it's basically saying she didn't like you when you were, like, a pudgy little dweeb. Right. But now that you're a hunk, she's like, I guess I always loved you all along. I mean, So it's just kind of like, I don't know why you want to have this whole angle. If there is indeed an angle, which I assume there is because of the casting, that he was, like, an awkward little kid and then he became super hot. But that being said, Mark Ruffalo sure is. But he is very conventionally hot. Like, so what would change, do you think... What, what, like, if he was, uh, uh, maybe not like a hot, but like a cute 13 year old. I, I think, well, because well, I think, yeah, I think it's just for me positing the idea that she does not view him at all as a potential love interest when yeah. he's like a chunky little weird kid. And then like, and then it, like when she sees him as an adult, like that re- reawakens feelings in her that she may have had for him. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just think like it, it creates a strange problem. Like it would be one thing if you were average looking kid who she just was not at all, like, feeling, you know? Like, it feels like the movie is saying almost, like, because he's, like, he's chunky and weird, he will not be at all, like, a desirable option for right. her. You know? Like, it just, I feel like it just adds, an like, a tangle of little bits that doesn't need to be there in the first yeah. place. Yeah. That's mostly it. That's a good, that's a good point. Judy, Judy Greer. Greer. Yeah. Great. Great. Wonderful. Just bitchy line after bitchy line after bitchy <laughs> yeah. line. Yeah. Um... I know I've I, this is the thing I know that I'm supposed to have seen her a lot of stuff I can't name things but is this the thing that she does well I feel like it is but oh no. playing the yeah, well yeah. I mean, so this is this is definitely uh, a, a more villainous turn right. for her than she I think this is definitely does. a thing that she I feel like she can do a lot of things she, like, did, she plays she, best friend characters right she can do that I think like you have like even Arrested Development where she's like yeah. really off the rails nuts or um, Archer she voices right. a character who's also way off the rails right so like I feel like she can go from being sort of like quippy best friend to like backstabbing bitch to like totally insane person I will say I have not seen her play the backstabbing villain as often uh it's pretty much this and i don't know if anyone else watched jawbreaker but she also kind of plays a villainous kind of dark role in that yeah um but but between the two of them i kind of i want i want to see more bitchy judy greer things it was fun she has to play moms now i know she has to has to play she has to just moms no well well andy circus fun Fun, yeah, fun presence. Like, not perhaps, like, the first person you would have thought for a role like this, per se. But, like, yeah. 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 I, I nice really would have nice. done the, the facial hair differently. Yeah. That was a different time. And it he was, was time. And yeah. he was a Martha. <laughs> That's right. What can, what no, I think he's an Arthur, right? That's well, I thought he was implying, I thought he was asking if he's an Arthur or a Martha. I thought it was oh, saying, like... I thought he was saying... What is he into? Yes, is he into Arthur yes, or Martha? I get, okay, I guess it could be either way, frankly. I truly... My, my interpretation was that it was, like, is he a man or is he, like, a lady? Uh, but, like, oh, interesting. I, I, but because he didn't specify which one he was. Like, <laughs> then Jennifer Rush was like, which one do you want him to be? And tell me what that means. Do you also love... Uh, 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 she goes, like... I, 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 this is and another... She, she goes, and she goes, he's not... It's like, are you gay? No, no, no. The way we can see is he goes, is he an author or a Martha? And she goes, he's Matt. Like, that's his name. And Mandy Serkis goes, like, no, is he gay? And she goes, are you gay? 
and Andy Serkis like stares at her for a second, then just starts laughing. Which I guess we're supposed to take as a yes, but it is weird that he never like says. I mean, I no, I assume it's supposed to be that he's laughing at her because like he thinks it's very obvious, or that right. she's, she's probably, probably seen knows. him like yeah. with a man with, at some point. I have to imagine, right? And so I think it's just like I guess he just thinks it really funny that like. She would she, say that. Or, or yeah, she's joking, maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I assume that's what it is. I don't think that, like, I need him to canonically state, like, yes, I'm sexually attracted to men. Now, get me his digits. <laughs> um, you don't even know what he looks like. Yeah, that was just the best, where he sees these pictures, and he, irrespective who who this person is, right. what yeah. they look like. Other than that, his name is Matt. Yeah. I must have them. Right, yeah. he could be the 70-year-old guy, Andy Serkis well, wants him. Well, Andy, I have fantastic news. It's one of the hottest hunts there ever That's were. right. He lucked yeah. out, Andy. Unfortunately, he is not Arthur or not Martha, depending on which one you don't want him to be. Yeah. Anything else to say for actors? I feel like that's mostly it, because the rest, like, everyone's doing fine work in this movie, but yeah. no one else really has, like, I a like chance the, to shine. I, I like the scenes se. with Jennifer Gunner and her mom. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Yeah. I mean, pa- again, parents are both good. They're not, like, huge major characters, but right. they, like, they do good work in the two or three scenes that you actually yeah. see them in. Yeah. Uh, you know, like her, like the one playing her assistant's fine. Right. You know, like everyone, like I said, everyone's good. Like, I feel like maybe the one person who sort of gets shut out pretty easily is girlfriend, Wendy. Fiance. Yeah, the, the girlfriend fiance, who her entire role is just to play like cold, distant girlfriend who lives in Chicago and has like no redeeming qualities except like she's she seems nice and like kind of nice. Yeah. yeah. But, like, she's also just, you know, she's the other woman. Right. Boo hiss. Boo hiss. Yeah. And Jim Gaffigan. Poor Jim Gaffigan. Oh, yeah. The one, yeah. The one thing that I, like, also do not care for in this movie in terms of going back to, I guess, the weird also issues the, with, like, young yeah. Mark Ruffalo is the fact that, like, Jim Gaffigan is playing an older version of, like, the hunk kid that like she was interested in. Hunk. Right, like, the hottest kid in middle school with his, like, floppy bangs. Right. Yeah. Oh, she, he's like, like, he has such... Like JTT hair. Right, she had the curtain And the there's curtain no haircuts. way that he becomes Jim Gaffigan. No! No way! No, no. So the entire joke is that, like, she went to, like, prom with him and he was super hot. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, when she's calling for a taxi to try and get back to um, Mark Ruffalo's house, Jim Gaffigan pulls up and he's like, Oh, Jennifer Garner, it's me, the guy you took to middle school or high school prom or whatever. And it's like, Oh, the joke is that he's a cab driver and he's doughy and he's, like, <laughs> yeah. has a receding it's hairline. Very, what, a, what a funny yeah, joke. It is. Like, the joke is just, like, this guy's unattractive as a bad job. Didn't you dodge a bullet there? Right. Yeah. Like, it's almost like, I mean, we, we, this is a somewhat of an adjacent movie. Kind of, in a way. Never been kissed kind of. Yeah. Of like, uh, and it, it also has some similar Route 1 takes of like, Hi, I'm, I was hot, now I'm not. Right. I was not hot, that, now I am. Right. I mean, that, you know, that feels like such a common trope in these movies, too, when you yeah. have like, part one in high school or whatever, and then you have part two, and it's like, I can't wait to see, like, the stud from the football scene, yeah. and he's, like, this fat, balding, even, middle-aged even, guy. Like, point blank does this. Yeah, yeah they do. Yeah. The thing is, I always found that joke to have diminishing returns, just, like, every time it happens, even in, like, separate movies or mm-hmm. TV shows, but I also just find, like, at the root, I just don't get that much of a charge out of this. I'm like, wait, yeah, like, people change over time, and, yeah, like... and I also feel like, in <laughs> real life, like, Half of the attractive people I know in high school are still attractive, you know? Like, half of them probably didn't age well, but, like, some of them still look good. So it's just kind of like, can we not punish people for being bad people in high school with, like, balding or weight gain? As you know in these media, your time, particularly in high school, is the most important time of your life. That is true. It is. Yeah. Just, yeah, I mean, just to make sure, again, that we cover this, I know we already sort of did... 
this is mostly a pretty good movie. It like, is. I'm not, I, it's I feel like... Fun. It's really fun to watch. Right. There are like a it's handful so of things that we like definitely dug our claws into as being extremely bizarre, and I yeah. think they are. But like by and large, this is like one of the best movies that I think we've watched for this. Like, I this agree. Is, this you is a movie that... On, on Tight 90? I don't know what the Tight 90 level is. Oh. I don't know. That's a good question. I feel I'll, like it's a little bit longer. I feel like it, it might be like a hundred... It doesn't feel long. No, it doesn't. It's it, 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 We're going to talk... 98 minutes. There we go. Yeah. So, like, if we're going to talk about, like, and make sure that we highlight things we like, I like most of this. Most yeah, of this works very well. No, it does. It also, just in general, it's actually, like, a... It is a very feel-good movie. Yeah. The thing um, is, with I, I can... I can like a movie and still say I thought, like... Yeah, there are still issues course. with things that I like. Yeah, yeah it's perfectly fine. But it's, I even uh, find it's a good movie. Sometimes, on this podcast, our more interesting criticisms and discussions come out of movies that we generally agree are competent, yeah. at least... Yeah. Um, just because I feel like if you're starting from there, there's already better places you can go. Right. Are we ready to talk about fixes? We are. So. Uh, right. You don't mind if I go first? Because I got, I got, I got, I think I'm bringing something new to the table. All right, go we'll for it. We'll find out. I think I'm also bringing something um, new to the we'll table. We'll find out if we're all bringing something new <laughs> to the table. So, as I've talked about, my biggest problem with this movie is this time travel issue where she doesn't have any choice in the things that, in the decision she makes. And it's just like, this is, I don't know. I guess a way that you could have lived your life if you were an asshole about it. <laughs> um, but at the core of, like, this is a 13-year-old who wants what they think is a good life when they're 30. Um, I my, So I have... Here's, like, root A for this bitch, and then how I would maybe, like, potentially make it just a total bonkers route. So I don't want her to wake up in the 30-year-old's body. I want her to go... So there is a... I think there is a K-drama precedent. I have not seen this K-drama, but I think it's called Hello, It's Me or something. And it is about a 37-year-old woman whose life is just not going well, like me. Uh, it's just not going like we thought it would. Um, and then, like, she wakes up one day and, like, her 17-year-old self is at the door. Uh-huh. And is, like... And her 17-year-old self is just, like, still full of positive optimism and, like, wanting to take down the world. This is also, for the record, the plot of the Bruce Willis movie, The Kid. The Kid? Okay. Yeah. Oh, really? I haven't heard of this. Maybe that's... Maybe they influenced it. But it's so I was, like... Disney movie. And so that... In that show, I don't really know what about it, but the idea is that, like, she's she's got to confront this, like, younger version of herself who's like, hey, what happened? Like, yeah. where did we go wrong? So I want this movie to be... Uh, I want the 30-year-old bitchy uh, Jenna Rink to be, a per- like, a character in the movie. Uh-huh. And I want the 13-year-old version of her to, like, somehow appear in the modern-day times and, like, meet Jenna and for and to have to be, like... And for Jenna to sort of take her under her wing and be like, oh, okay. And I feel like it could play really well where Jenna doesn't even, like, talk down, per se, to the 13-year-old geeky version of herself. She's like, oh, okay, honey, I'll look at you straightened out. And, and Jenna's, maybe younger Jenna is, like, taken in by this a little bit of, like, wow, this, like, cool older version of me is, like, showing me how to be a bad bitch and a magazine editor, but, like, <laughs> like basically learning all of these toxic habits because she's learning yeah. it from, you know, somebody who's just, she doesn't monster. know any better. Yeah, and she's learning from, like, a total monster. Um, and have her gradually realize over the course of the movie, like, wow, this is not a good way to be living my life. <laughs> Um, and going back. And then I thought about it a little bit more uh, earlier today. And I was like, what if I just went full on, like, everywhere, everything, all at once, more than Versus Madness, <laughs> and have, like, the, the dream house... So, like, if the dream a house... Crisis is, of infinite chance. <laughs> yeah, there's, like, a, if there's, like, this dream house concept where, like, maybe she can manipulate the dream house with, like, taking Matt out of it and see what that looks like in the future and, like, and going through. So she would maybe see, like, a 30-year-old version of herself that's like, wow, nothing is going well. Uh-huh. Like, something is, we've taken the wrong turn somewhere. And she meets one where she's, like, with Matt, maybe towards the end. 
Um, but she meets all these different versions of herself, like one where she is taken over the, 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 the six chicks, one where she's just, like, become a goth or something. Like, I feel like the first concept is more, like, learning that the life in the pretty magazines is, like, maybe not what you want, or, like, that maybe to get the things... Like, that way of getting things is not what you want to do. Like, being like the six chicks, for example, uh-huh. you don't want to be like them. They're horrible people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this concept, I think, would be more, like... I like the idea of seeing all these, like, okay, well, if, if like, tr- her sort of mentally, at least thinking she's doing the calculus, like, okay, if I do this, 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 and this, then I'll become this person. Right. And then realizing, like, I need to stop obsessing about what I'm going to be like when I'm 30. I just need to, like, enjoy my life now. Yeah. So I like, I think I like that concept better, where she's trying to, like, metagame the best 30-year-old existence and, like, and getting... screwing everything. Yeah, and, like, getting too hung up on, like, what what it all means. Yeah. Like, what it all means. And I think in both versions, she's seeing the 30-year-old selves and, and talking to them versus becoming them because I like the idea of having this dialogue with your past self of, like, like, man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we... You know, I didn't have the answers that I don't have them now. Or, like, <laughs> the bad one being, like, yeah, you need to ditch your friend um, and <laughs> betray everyone at all times. Um, claw your way to the top of the yeah, Claw your way to the top. Yeah, just slip around. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is, I think, two fixes, but I think I definitely lean towards the second one. That sounds really yeah, cool. I like that. I like the yeah. second one a lot, actually. That, yeah. is, that is something I would watch. I, same. <laughs> I, I guess for me, so there's, I guess, two kinds of things that are sort of informing where I'm coming from. Is that one... When I was watching this movie for the first time, Rich, I think, was the one who was watching with me, and he said something that, like, he had kind of wished that Judy Greer was her actual friend in the future. Uh, and I had like said that... actual nice friend. Yeah, and I, had, and I had said, like, I think that's something that I like, too, because as we all know, canonically, my favorite book series is Meg Cabot's The Princess Diaries, and something <laughs> that happens in the later books of those is where the main character, Princess Mia, uh, has, like, this high school, like quote-unquote bitchy girl who is like her nemesis for most of the books and then like later on in high school they start to like become friends and end up like forming a friendship it's sort of like that's kind of what high school was sort of like for a while like it's sort of like you kind of like realize like how stupid you were even a few years ago and sort of like mellow out just a little bit as you're becoming an adult and so like i kind of like the idea that like first of all jennifer garner would wake up as a 30 year old and be sort of perplexed by the idea that her best friend is like this girl who she hated the teen queen right and i think also you don't want to have the thing of her wanting to be this girl i think it's more that like she hates them and they make her life miserable and so like it's the shock when she wakes up one morning she's like we're colleagues and we work together and we like each other now weird yeah exactly (laughs) and i think the other thing for me is like i had said the scene that really really works for me is the scene in her parents house so i think if you're kind of going from that and if you want to incorporate this angle on Judy Greer's character being her friend what I think you have to focus less on is the idea that she did not destroy her life being a glib and shallow person making bad decisions and more just that it's going to be about like the gulf between what you as a 13 year old think it's like to be an adult versus what it's actually like to be an adult and so it's not so much that she gets to the future and realizes that like wow, I had to be a bad person to get this job, and I slept with someone's husband. It's more just sort of like, this is as complicated as your life was in middle school in entirely different ways. Yeah. And so, like, I think that's kind of just what it is. Just the idea that, like, you as a kid have this idea of what it's like when you're going to be an adult and how, like, you'll have everything figured out and you'll be, like, so smart and brave and well-off and then you, like, get to be an adult and you realize, like, oh, we're just faking it in different ways than when we were children and we don't have the safety net of our parents even on top of that. So, like, I kind of like the idea that it's just her sort of realizing that she has this idealized version of, like, what the future will be like. It'll be like like me and like 
Matt, best friends forever, and like we'll like I'll be working on ice, and he'll be a photographer. And maybe it's like he didn't even be a photographer. Maybe he went to something else entirely, and they right. haven't spoken in years because like sometimes people just don't speak to each other after high school. It doesn't mean that like they had a big falling out. It's just like people move in different directions. So yeah. I think it's more just going to be kind of like a movie about like this idealized version that she had of what it would be like to be an adult versus what it actually is to be an adult. And that's what I got. I like it. I'd also watch that one. Thank you. I was driving towards a similar message just about that kind of golf. Well, put it in reverse, buddy. I <laughs> can't steal my idea. Well, it's a different This isn't name. just sparkles and poise. <laughs> yeah. I'm sparkling your poise. Lee, you betrayed me? I, I watched you leave JLo's house and then I slunk in after you. I found that note in your desk from Lee being like, good work with your phone. <laughs> You're going to be a great editor-in-chief. <laughs> with underlying yeah. editor-in-chief. I put this in writing, so please be sure to leave it in an obvious space. Yeah. In an unlocked door. <laughs> at work. I mailed it to you. At <laughs> your office. In 2004. <laughs> Not you, please. Yeah, anyway. Or just send an email. <laughs> anyway... I change some significant things. I'm not that concerned necessarily with what happens at the birthday party. The important part is, like, she she makes this wish. She has, I think I definitely want to define more what this vision of the future is. I like this idea that she's using magazines to do this. I think that is a thing. I think, like, media for women being consumed by, like, people who are kind of too young to get it, that is, like, a thing, and I can see how that could kind of, like, warp what you think life is into kind of, like, a funhouse mirror reality. When she's banging her head on the shelf, just saying over and over, I want to be 30, 30, and thriving, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking the house actually falls down on her head, and (laughs) a great deal of the movie... Is it coma? It's a dream. Where she thinks she's a ghost, but really. No, not going to be a ghost. Oh my god, yeah. It's 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 uh, it's Jenna Rank starring in uh, uh, Our Town. No, but um, I think in this coma dream, she inhabits these more specific... Like, I'm thinking she's done a, like, a magazine collage to show, like, this is what my job is. Yeah. Here's me and my husband, and here's my beautiful house. And I think I want her in this coma dream to inhabit those spaces with what she thinks is going to be the grown-up versions of all these different people or whatever. Um, I definitely feel like everyone is sort of acting like a strange, like, dream version of themselves. Uh I think that allows you to sort of take some broader swings, and it also leaves room for things to just sort of be nonsense. But I feel like you could really almost put into how, like, cartoonish and flat, and in some ways, yes, that, like, magazine image is larger than life, but in other ways, it's a lot more, like, banal and less than life, and, like, I would want her to kind of realize this, like, dissatisfaction with that. And, you know, wake up, not to be like, and I'll never read another magazine, but more like... <laughs> print publishing is dead to me. <laughs> She's Bring on the internet. She's starting <laughs> the she, uh, new end, New end to my fix of this movie is she invents she the internet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take those bitches down. Um, no, but I, th- I feel like she, she kind of, like, that's like a wake-up call for mm-hmm. her. Uh, in terms of it being a coma... It's not going to, like, last a long time. I think it's, like, you know, she wakes yeah, up the next day or we're not, something. We're not dealing with uh, so wait, a year the, later. I, I guess just to clarify something, like, the cardboard house puts her in a coma? Oh, yeah. I don't think it's cardboard. Oh, I thought it was, like, the house. Like wood. Because my thought was, um, I was thinking about this, actually, when uh, at the very end of the movie, their house is clearly supposed to look like that dream house. Yeah. Right. And I was thinking it would be kind of funny and weird to, like, within the coma dream, 
she's like inhabiting that yeah. dream yeah. house. Yeah, I don't know. I, I if, whatever we whatever device you have, I mean, the idea of her. Right, I mean, it could even just be like a fantasy sequence, or like right. yeah, like goes to sleep and wakes up, whatever bullshit. Exactly. Like, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm just. I'm just writing. You passes out. Like, from, yeah. Passes child. out at the end of a sugar high. Too many wrestles. Could you imagine how it's just like it's just like shots and shots of, oh of, of her and Martin Foaming and shitty low quality gum pours out of it. And, and it's like and everyone gets like fuzzy and the lights are really bright and she just falls over. She wakes up in the hospital and she's like, Oh, I've been in a coma. Did the dolls fall on my head? And the doctor's like, No, your lower intestine's full of rascals. <laughs> yeah, we have to pump your stomach. <laughs> Actually, don't eat rassles. That's the real message suck. of my movie. Yeah, fuck rassles. <laughs> fuck rassles. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Well, that's that's all we got. Uh, I mean, I, there's no score. So you don't no, we 100 percent recommend it. It's a very yeah, enjoyable a movie. movie. Yeah. 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 Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. definitely if you haven't seen it, you'd probably like it. You Go watch it. Seen it again, yeah. yeah, it's it's on TV a lot, but like, yeah, it's a fun movie. I, I have no, I, I have like no reservations about recommending. Not real lens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fun. You can watch it and forget about it. You can turn, it's like that, that on the article, you can turn your feminism off. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. Zilla, <laughs> It does feel like slightly less of a compromise, though, because... Yeah, well, yeah, you can, t- <laughs> basically, it was saying, you can turn your film critic off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's 30 and thriving, it's fun. Yeah. Alright, guys, come back at us in two weeks. Uh, we'll be doing a mini-episode. Uh, yep. We'll talk about what we'll be doing after this. Let's be continuing our summer of whatever Sweet the fuck Sweet and sour teen summer eggs. of teen eggs. <laughs> Until then, bye! bye. To stay alive, your body starts to shiver. For no mere mortal can resist the evil of the thriller. <laughs> Ha 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 